Welcome back to the Ultimate Playlist Podcast, full of choice tracks. I'm Damon. I'm Brandon. I'm Dietrich. And I'm Taj. So if you're joining us, folks, welcome to side A of the record, where we pick a topic and we pick our choice track that we think goes with that topic. So this this episode is something I picked out. Um, it's it's basically it's kind of vague but specific. So this is European bands that made it big in the '90s, and your choice track from that, and the songs from the '90s. So um, I I probably have a lot of favorites from the '90s, and I guess I think that a lot of European bands did influence uh, music in the U.S. Um, growing up. Now that I think back about it, it seems like a lot of bands I've heard are European. They're not all Canadian. Go figure, right? Uh, so, I, I don't know if this is a really well-known band, but I think some of their songs are. Uh, so my choice track is from a band called The Verve. And the song is Bitter Sweet Symphony. Um, so that's... That's probably, I think that was on the radio all the time in the 90s and probably got sick of it after a while. <laughs> um, that came out, oh, geez, 97. That was summer in 97. And I can remember that because that, uh, that was my graduation year too. And so, like, music at that time, you know, just sticks with me. But um, uh, I think the same year I moved to Texas too. But. Yeah, they're they're kind of like a, they're a pop band. Um, I don't know. The, I, I think Urban Hymns is the album. So every song on that just it just grooves. I mean, they're it's a, it's a nice kickback song. Gosh, I guess it would if I would if I was going to pick another drive song, it would be probably from that album. But uh, yeah, Bittersweet Symphony that was like that was a huge hit. Ninety seven. Um, I'm sure they still played on the radio all the time, but I haven't really heard much from the Verve since. I know there's, I'm pretty sure they're still a band. Um, I didn't do a deep dive into to what they're doing today, but uh, yeah. So um, that was my pick, and I did not see them live. Didn't get a chance to see them live. <laughs> Unfortunately, that would have been cool, but. Uh, uh, probably at the time in the 90s I probably wouldn't have been able to get to the show anyway so that's uh. all good I remember that album uh, Over Hymns I remember that song coming out and just blazing the airways um, definitely had a good vibe to it um, I believe you know Brandon could probably back it up but it was probably used in a couple of commercials slash movies slash you know things that were all around you know they must have got the copyright for it but um, it's a great song. Yes, radio played the shit out of it. Um, to the point where you know when he, when you heard the horns and the symphony coming in, it's like, yeah, I'm, I might want to change the channel and go to a sports talk or something. But <laughs> but that's what you know. Great songs are supposed to do. They're supposed to get to the point where you just get tired of hearing them because they're so popular. It means everybody and their mom is listening to it and makes it such a great thing. So I have no complaints about this pick. That was a great one. And I, I don't think I dislike the song, but pretty pretty quickly on, I was sick of the song. Uh, and it didn't help that it wasn't just the radio that played that song nonstop. When I was in college... There was somebody on our dorm who played it repeatedly on loop uh, hours in his dorm you're room. You're stuck. You're stuck. And, uh, it was pretty annoying. It drove us all insane. And actually, he was uh, he was British, and uh, we called him British Go Ben, and uh, or Big <laughs> Ben because he was a big guy. And one time, he was playing it again and again, and we walked by the the, the dorm room. And we, like, I don't know who it was, but somebody goes, will you stop playing that fucking song? <laughs> and he opens up the door and screams, who the bloody hell said that? And, uh, nice. that that's my memory of that song. 
is more just the exchange with this guy who would not stop playing that song for weeks on end. But the song's fine. Yeah. Bloody hell. That's a, that's, that's, that's a bad word in uh, the British language. Well, it probably didn't help that one of us said, uh, you know, the F word. So. All right. <laughs> oh, he's giving it right back. All right. Yeah. So, so yes, uh, the song's totally fine. But I don't yeah. want to hear it ever again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, it, I yeah, I knew the song instantly. Uh, I, I like the song. I, I don't listen to radio that much, so I didn't get that much burnout. You know, I, I was... I was always listening to like my own music. I, I wasn't a big radio listener, so um, I don't suffer from a lot of burnout like most people do. Yeah, uh, at the time, like radio was the way to listen to music. I mean, unless you went and bought, you know, the tape or the disc. But like that's, I mean, that's probably why I had burnout because I was, you know, right, pretty far from a store too. <laughs> so, yeah. so, right. so just just to add. Uh, since I, I'm looking it up, so according to uh, Wikipedia, uh, so in UK, um, that song came in number two, and in Scotland, it came in number one. It was number one in Canada for rock alternative. In the, yes. US, in the US, it only hit the third or fourth from the top. So okay. but, but that, that makes sense why the guy from England liked it so much. It was number one in England, you know? <laughs> in the Good <laughs> Hit number one in the U.S., huh? <laughs> All right, Clint, hit number one in the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell. Right. Now it makes me wonder, what was number one during that time, Todd? Uh, I don't know. I have to look that up. So I was okay. just looking up the specific song. I'll so. find that was... before, the, before we're finished here. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, like yeah. I, I looked it up for mine, and, and so mine's going to be shocking. <laughs> <laughs> all i know is yes everywhere i turned it was either um the song being played by itself it was either a video that was being shown with it or it was some credit card commercial that was using the music behind it and it's kind of threw me off and it's like yeah okay i'm done with it so <laughs> wasn't the video like one long take him just walking down the street pretty much and people moving in slow motion and all nine so that's right which is impressive i like it when they can do like the lawn takes like that it's not easy to do no they're not all right all right so who are you picking next to uh, give their choice track uh yeah i think i think uh brandon what do you, what do you got man uh, so I, I went with the song. I mean, there, there are a lot of songs of the nineties, but I don't think I always put two, two and two together where they, where they came from. Um, I, I mean, of course there were definitely bands and artists that you knew were from the UK. You know, you had bands like Cranberries and Oasis and, you know, uh, the Verve and what have you. Um, the one I went with was actually a song that originally came out in 1994 on a album called uh, gorgeous george by edwin collins and the song is called a girl like you uh it was released as a single in 95 and it pretty much i mean it became a hit here because it was featured in the movie empire records which is where i remember hearing the song for the first time was in in that film you know the empire records with uh Liv tyler um, I, I've been a fan of that song ever since I heard it in that movie. I remember buying the soundtrack shortly after seeing the film because of a bunch of the different artists that were on there, you know, like Jen Blossoms and Edwin Collins and other names that are escaping me right now. But I remember listening to that album a lot. Um, but that was definitely my favorite track that was on that album and still a song that I can listen to and I never get tired of. Um, you know, it, it, I think it hit like n maybe number 32 here in the U.S., but that's still a hit. But it was even more popular over in uh, other countries. Um, but I've always I've always enjoyed his voice in the song and I, I enjoy the music. I, I enjoy the, the guitar and the drum beat. Um, 
yeah, I, I, I like really unique voices in, in music, and I think he definitely has one. He's a, a Scottish uh, musician who was originally in like a post-punk band, a thing called Orange Juice, if I remember right. Um, and then he became a solo artist, you know, in the late 80s. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I, it's just a song that I like. And even listening to it a few times for this episode, I, I never get tired of it. And um, yeah, that, that's my choice track is uh, A Girl Like You by Edwin Collins. Yeah, I love that song. I, you know, I, I, I don't even know what that guy's doing now. Uh, or do you know if he's doing anything still? I think he, he's still performing. I know he has some health issues, but he's still performing. Yeah, well, that's good to hear because a lot, yeah, a lot of bands still are still doing their thing, which is awesome. Um, yeah, that does have like his voice is really cool. It almost it reminds me of something that would be. It seems like it would be like something that would play really well in like a horror movie, like Scream or. Um, and something like Pulp Fiction or, you know, just like instead that, that whole, uh, I don't know what it is. Like he's probably using a synthesizer like the Chinese sound in the background and, but yeah, really cool, man. But it's not, not quite number four. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, in fact, you know, what's funny is I was looking at, uh, all the, the listing numbers on Spotify for all of our choices. Mine yeah. is way at the bottom compared to the other three. <laughs> but you know what? That's kind of typical because, like, it is a really good song, but it's it just doesn't fit the mainstream like pop that they, especially what they would have wanted in the '90s. You know, um, but I, yeah, I'm kind of surprised that it didn't hit that that uh that better mark. Yeah. But you know, Americans, whatever. <laughs> We're a whole different breed, man. Right. If it helps, Brandon, it was number one in Iceland and uh, and in Belgium. It does a little bit. Yes. <laughs> it does. That makes sense. They're probably pretty cool over there. <laughs> Here's so, the thing that threw me off about that album before you go, Josh. Uh, yeah. Gorgeous George. Damn, that was all over the place, man. <laughs> that song would hit, and it was like, okay. I'm thinking it's going to be a whole, like, Euro hipster vibe coming in with it. And the next song just completely went left. And it was like, wow, okay. And then you have, you know, some alternative songs, some bluegrass songs, some just all over the place. Like, it literally tried to touch, like, every genre damn near. And I was like, how did y'all put this together? Like who was high on what on what days that decided that this was going to be an album put together? But that was I definitely remember that song. Um, uh, I remember listening to the lyrics. His voice is intoxicating. Um, you know, it had a nice little swing beat to it. It was great. So um, I was definitely cool with it. And for for me, I mean, I'm sure I've seen the movie, but it. it I, that felt like the first time I had heard that song. I, I enjoyed it. I, I liked it very much. So I, I would be curious that, to check out the album. But uh, for me, that that's I think that's the first time I, I actively listened to the song other than, you know, but it, good choice. So. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, anything that brings me back to the 90s is good. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Uh, okay, so Dietrich, I'm really interested to hear what your pick was, man. All right, so I'm kind of like you. Anything that brings me back to the '90s is a good vibe. But I also believe, just from all the songs that we looked up, um, like between '95 and '97 was like the second coming of the British Invasion, um, with all of these different Euro bands that were coming out with different songs and and just basically formulating an alternative rock scene that. You know, we wouldn't have done by ourselves, so to speak. So my band um, happens to come from uh, an album called uh, "What Was It? What's the Story?" Morning Glory. Um, if you know the two brothers that are involved with this situation, then you know that all the shenanigans that came from of it. Um, I'm talking about um, Liam and Noel Gallagher, uh, Gallagher Brothers, or better known as Oasis. Um, yeah, so my choice was Oasis Wonderfall. Wonderwall, excuse me. I keep on wanting to say Wonderfall. 
<laughs> no, but it was Wonderwall. Um, and the reason why I chose that song is because uh, that came off of that album. The album was released in 95. That single was released um, October of 95. So it was fall. So I remember that coming out on the radio waves and, and um, listening to it and thought that everything was great with it. And then I found out how much that the brothers like couldn't stand each other. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> in the midst of the band and, and the internal turmoil that came out of the situation. Like, originally, it was Liam and three other uh, artists. They were the original members of the band, and then they brought in Noel um, as a fifth part in order to complete it. And, you know, they fought with everybody. They fought with um, artists. They fought with other bands like Blur. They fought with, you know, themselves. They fought with anything that you can think of and it came out of Manchester, England and it was just made sense because, you know, Manchester is known for fighting any and everybody at any time. So it's like, you know, the music really got hit because of that. But for the most part, you know, that was that was one of those quintessential 90s songs that I just couldn't get out of my head. Oh, I love it. Yeah, no, I, that, that would have been probably like my second pick. And it might have been that song too, but like that album is another album. It's the whole album's great. Oh yeah, I think I, I I don't know if it's because of the Gallagher Gallagher right is that their name yeah the Gallagher uh-huh. brothers I don't know if it's because they had like you know a feud or whatever conflict but like uh, uh, they just didn't get like Oasis is a big band everybody knows who they are but they didn't get as much respect as I thought they should have and maybe it's just because of, I don't know maybe my choice and my choice tracks <laughs> maybe they're not the best who knows but. Uh, I don't think I'm alone in that, you know. I think I think Oasis is great, and yeah, I love that album. Good pick, dude. Yeah, they uh, they actually they actually shot themselves in the foot with all the antics going on outside of the music, and the music kind of suffered because of it. I mean, literally, I you can probably go back and look at other bands, but I've never known bands to go through ten members so quick, you know, and um. They they finally you know dug everything in and, and broke up in two thousand nine, but it was like, like man, like they could have actually been on top of the world um, with their type of music and their type of sound. Yeah, and it's just you know when you can't stay out of the limelight because of the off the off the stage problems, like it's gonna make everything else fall falter because of it. So now that's not stop the clocks, right? The album. <laughs> Okay. No, no, no. Because that's a great album too. Stop the clock. Yeah, that's, like, that's probably my favorite album uh, for them. They had I don't I guess that came earlier. That probably came earlier, right? I'm thinking it might have. Actually, first album. I'm trying to. I'm going back and thinking about it now. First album would have been. First album was definitely maybe. I think that was '94. And then 95 was the story of Morning Glory. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah, Stop the Clocks, I think, is like their last big hit album, I think. I don't remember like stuff after that. I mean, I'm sure that they had hits after that, but it seems yeah. like all those albums just had hit after hit after hit. And then yeah, they hit the you got Your Soul was the last official album. They actually did a, a deluxe like remake version uh, called Be Here Now, but you know, it didn't really go too much of anywhere that I can remember. Um, but yeah, man, that's that's one of those quintessential bands that could have been like on top of the world, just couldn't stay out of their own way. <laughs> so, OK. Yeah, I didn't know any of that uh, about Oasis. Uh, I'll, I'm one of those people that I know the band name and I, you know, I know some of the songs, but I've never really like tried a whole album of Oasis if I'm being honest. So oh gosh. I've I've listened through yeah, like uh Stop the Clocks. So I just listened to that over and over again. Like when I'm working, something like that is just a great album to get through the day. Uh, okay. But like all their stuff uh is great. I think I've listened to yeah your your uh your choice album there for them and the um Stop the Clocks are both both great. Okay. And I, I, I do like the song, but again, it's another one of those, like, I don't ever want to hear it again. <laughs> just constantly it was overplayed and was used in so many movies and 
commercials and and every time I hear the song now, if I ever want to sing to it, I just do like a goopy voice when I want to try to <laughs> sing along to it. Um, but it's not a bad song by any means. I do like the song, but again, it's just another one of those overplayed for me. And when I was looking at the stats on Spotify, that was number one. It had over 1.200 million listens on Spotify for a wonderful <laughs> Yeah, right. but when it came out of the States, it only reached number five. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, alternative songs. Dabbling right. grew by leaps and bounds throughout the years. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. when these European bands hit the U.S., that's they just blew up. And that's, that's part of the reason why I picked this theme is because that's what I remember. I just remember, like, all of a sudden, like, oh, is that band? Like, I didn't even know they were from Europe. Like, I guess when bands sing, you can't really tell where they're from sometimes. Um, but, uh, yeah, just, like, they just, like, consumed the uh, the radio waves, you know, and, and the, or the airwaves. However you say that, whatever. But <laughs> yeah. the radio, yeah, my yeah. ears. And, uh, yeah, just, I, I can believe they were number, that was number one, man. That, so, uh, uh, awesome. So Wikipedia has them as number one in Australia, uh, Canada, and New Zealand. <laughs> uh, but the, the, the interesting one is for there's a there's like regular song, but then there's airwaves. So like for U.S. alternative airwaves. So I guess playing on the radio is how they're counting that it hit number one. But as far as everything else, like just song on its own, it didn't get that high but yeah, yeah. On the, the regular billboard it was number five but on the u.s alternative songs airwaves like yeah we brought down a separate subcategory of alternative <laughs> right and made number one it was like why <laughs> why do we have to go that deep like is, is it alternative or is it not you right <laughs> and then dance singles it made number 17 it's like really yeah y'all put that on a dance single chart okay <laughs> <laughs> I gotta dance to that. I don't know. Right? You can do the waltz. Yeah, that was not a dancing song to me. It was, was as like, okay, I don't know how you're moving to that, but okay. Actually, I think the video. Spoke. Yeah, I think the video shows I'm doing the waltz. It's like an old. It's like a early late 1800s, early 1900s, like I don't know, party or something, right? <laughs> Some bougie party and they're all waltzing around. Well and plus that that song I couldn't find it, but that song was used in at least one movie, right? If not more. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> I I wanna make because sh- I'm trying to even think of the one where they're the movie ends where they go to a pit and they scream over out into the void over the pit. I'm pretty sure that, that Wonderwall played in that one. Uh, was it Sunflower State? Something State. Oh, Garden uh, State? Garden State. Garden State. I'm pretty sure that's on the Garden State album, isn't it? I don't know if it is. I have that I have that soundtrack on CD when before I had okay. you know okay. digital music. But I don't I, I wasn't sure. There, but... Okay. It, we, I some for some reason I, I remember it playing on some type of movie like that. <laughs> so so, um, I think it was uh, that was a '99 film, Superstar, with the Jackal. Oh. <laughs> Superstar, <laughs> wow! <Yeah. laughs> and then, of course, you got the cover versions of people coming out and trying to trying to play it and sing it and all that stuff. And it's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. So, okay. Well, uh, I think so that- we've only got one one choice. Track left. Right. Do we have to? <laughs> <laughs> I guess we have to. It's the last one. Uh, All, right. All right. So, so I, I, a little bit of background. Um, I didn't do my homework correctly, so I had to get corrected homework. So I, I did the best I could with the time period. And I mean, this song is good. I mean, you can't deny that it didn't hit the charts. Um, so I picked a little band called Eiffel 65. <laughs> oh my God. And they're, they're actually an Italian band. So they, they came from Italy, but they, you know, they, they just had this little song that, you know, that just, you know, it, it did a little, did okay on the charts, but it's blue. <laughs> Dub- it, is it Dabba Deep? 
it, see, I don't, I, I know how to say, sing it, but like the way that it has it in the parentheses is weird. It's blue, da ba dee. Yeah. Yeah. I'm blue, da ba dee ba, da ba yeah, I can't even do it. And I have a blue house, and I have a blue car, and my girlfriend's blue, my cat's blue. It's like a, it's like a blue version of a country song. Everything's blue. You know? It's the blue version of Barbie Girl. <laughs> oh yeah, so that's a catchy tune. It is very catchy. That's a catchy. Tune. It is very catchy. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that because my runner-up homework was it, it, it was either going to be this or Barbie Girl, <laughs> so I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> I figured it was better to go with the the blue one. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'd rather choke on this one. <laughs> and the next, the next podcast will be Taj decorates your home. All right. Well, I I blue. Barbie. Style music. Now, with, 65 Blue. They needed the money. <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> uh, and they had, okay, so looking here, like they had, there's four, there's 10 different remixes of this song. Like they, 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 they took the song, it became a hit, and then they just remixed it and remixed it <laughs> and remixed it. <laughs> like, I think I remember that it actually happening. Like, like the clubs were playing this a lot, and then yeah, the remixes just went nuts, and people were really getting into um, blue blah 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 blah. Like, I don't even know he's he may as well be saying that, <laughs> right? Daba dee daba da, right? Yeah, that's what the hell literally that? all they remember from it. <laughs> Half the people don't even remember there were actually lyrics, other lyrics to the song. Right. <laughs> Play it backwards. It probably says something meaningful. So here's the crazy thing in the in the U.S. Like it didn't do as good. Like it hit number six, I think. Yeah, top Billboard 100. It hit number six. Adult top 40. It hit 25. Everywhere else, like across the world, it was number one or number two. <laughs> like there was a couple places where it was lower, but like every other country had it as number one. So. Hell yeah! Like yeah. Iceland had a number four, um, <laughs> if I remember correctly. Like adult yeah. us. Meanwhile, us adult top forty, we had a twenty-five, and like dance club songs, we had a number six. Like what the hell was number one if this was number six? Right, but everybody else in the world got it number one. That just shows you how messed up we are. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. now that I tortured you guys, what did you think of the song? <laughs> so, so when you told me that song, when you said this was giving me my choice, I had no idea what song that was. Wow. <laughs> Like, I had no idea what Eiffel 65 was or Blue. I had no clue. Like, the other one I knew, but that one I, was, I wasn't sure. So when I put it on Spotify and it started playing, I'm like, oh, I remember this song. Oh, man, why did you pick this one? And uh, I listened to it. And for the longest time, like, I, I remember that song, but I didn't even know that a band actually created it. Like, in my mind, I feel like it was just like, it just existed. It just showed up out of nowhere. I never knew the name of the artist until you picked it as your choice track. So, um, yeah, I mean, as far as the song, like, okay, cool. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. 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 <laughs> you thought you thought aliens tr you beamed it down to us as an experiment on humans, <laughs> right? Right. I, I don't know what I thought, but I certainly never knew that actually someone created that song. <laughs> that there and there was actually a band with like three people in it, you know. Or, so. I think I think you're onto something, and maybe it was aliens or the government trying to send some it's already working uh messages to our brains to make us like you know buy more bud light or something i don't know it is very 90s europe that's right i'll definitely give it that i can see it being on an snl skit for sure yeah oh so by the way i should mention it's been in 
Big Fat Liar, Iron Man 3, and Smurfs the Lost Village. <laughs> it's been in three movies. Smurfs the Lost Village. Holy yeah. Okay. <laughs> Holy shit. High caliber there. Right. I swear for a second. So. Uh, yeah. I guess I got to <laughs> watch Smurfs the Lost Village now. Hey, but, hey that means blue. Uh, uh, that means Eiffel 65 actually exists in the MCU. So. If it played in Iron Man three, right? That then the band actually has to exist in the MCU. They Stop must talking. Have, they might have done something. <laughs> like I think I've seen Iron Man, all the Iron Man movies, but I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> I say just stop talking. <laughs> oh man! So, all right. It worked at yeah. you, Tosh. It worked. <laughs> yeah, it worked. It definitely did. So. All right. So, Damon, looks like uh, we're switching over gears, man. Um, yeah. So, this is the this is the time where we're going to drop the needle onto side B of the record. So, uh, I I I picked a band that. Normally, I and I did see this band live actually, um, and I was I was surprised that I hadn't mentioned them earlier. But this is probably like the perfect time for that anyway. Um, it's a band that's not from the two thousands, <laughs> like all my other picks. I think other than the nineties that we just did, um, it's an older band, but still around. And I I think they branched off and they they still do a lot of stuff. I saw them in two thousand seven. Uh, they did a reunion tour. This band's called The Police. And um, definitely one of my favorite, probably one of my favorite bands. My dad actually had a bunch of records when I was growing up that he'd given me. And uh, so that was, that was definitely uh, my influence for the police. Um, I don't know really how, if I'm saying this wrong, <laughs> guys correct me, but the album is Outlandus the More. That's not right. <laughs> um. I think that sounds right. Yeah, so uh, I think... Well, I think it, Outlandos D'Amour? Outlandos D'Amour? D'Amour, yeah. It, like, it, it, do you think that's out... Yeah. Well, so D'Amour is love, right? So is, is that yeah. supposed to be out, Outlaws of Love? I don't know. I'm just guessing. I should have figured that out before. <laughs> yeah. I should have done my research on uh, on whatever language that is. Is that French? Here, I'll throw it into Google Translate. That would be really cool to know. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that album came out, I believe it dropped 78. So the year I was born, um, it was kind of like a nice, nice touch there. Maybe that's why I yep. like it so much. French uh, translates to Outlaws of Love. Nice. Yeah. That makes sense, too. These guys are the Outlaws of Love because they capture the hearts of everybody. And so, um, so that means Taj studied in school. Good <laughs> job, Taj. <laughs> he understood the assignment. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. So yeah, the, the Sting is the the lead singer of the band. So Sting has gone on to solo projects. Um, I remember getting like I think my sister got me a CD that he did. Like fields of barley, um, that was fields like, of gold. Fields of gold. Fields of gold. And in the song, he mentions barley. But uh, now I'm getting hungry. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was like he did a lot of stuff. Like he's, I believe he's like, um, I don't know if he's a Buddhist, but the guy like he's like a perfect per- person, perfect being, right? Really super healthy. Uh, Super, super intelligent, really. Um, the other guys in the band, the drummer, uh, Stuart Copeland, awesome drummer, percussionist. He's uh, He did, uh, when I saw them live in 2007, I believe it was in San Antonio on their reunion tour, he had this like big symbol that he was like hitting like a gong kind of, but it was uh, kind of like for the effect of their music. So good live. Um uh, very much so an instrumental band and a rock band. So they do like, I think they just have like, they're, they're technically they're 
pop rock, but they can also be post punk, which I guess I didn't really know too much about that until Brandon started talking about that in one of our earlier episodes. But uh, uh, yeah, so Andy Summers, Stuart Copeland, and Sting uh, make up this band. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I love the police. My it's hard to say what my favorite song was, but can't stand losing you is what I would have to pick on this. And I just I just I just like the beat of it. Um, like a lot of their songs, they have a really good like kind of like the, the drums are like, I don't know how you'd say this, but they're like offbeat. But then they come back and then they do a little bit of like offbeat again. And uh, just the mix, the mix is great. So but uh yeah, I'd love, I'd love to hear what you all think about that album, what your favorite choice track was, and what you think of The Police, really. All right, I'll kick it off. I love The Police. I love this choice. Um, I thought this was an excellent choice. Um, I'm flat out, I'm going to just run it out there and just say Roxanne. As soon as you said the album, that's the first song that literally came to my mind. And I, I love like, that song. Yeah, automatically I had to go Roxanne. I love the 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 sway of it. I love the sky. I love you know what I'm saying the 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 kind of feel of the breakdown of the drums, and then um, you go straight into the rock portion of the song, and everything just vibes and it moves and it feels and it makes you move, and it's like yes. So that was that was my all-time favorite. Awesome. Yeah, no, Roxanne is like, I believe it's, isn't it about like, it's like the girls of the night. They're maybe it's about hookers. <laughs> I'm not really. <laughs> That's the general thought. Yes. You don't have to put on that real light. Yes. And, yeah. and basically, I, I can love you, you know, that type of situation. Just, you know, that's, you don't have to right. be out there on the streets. You know, you're not for the streets. You're, you're, you're for me. But yeah. Essentially, that's, she was for the streets. Yeah. And well, I guess in like New York City, so New York City, um, I think there's a show called The Deuce, and that kind of like reminded me of how crappy New York City was <laughs> probably around that time. Like, there was a lot of that going on. And so I, I, I bet I bet they probably got their influence from something like that. But um, I didn't know what Roxanne was about at first when I <laughs> heard the song. I thought it was like a sweet little love song, you know, just. Uh, some some lady called Roxanne. I know what red lights are going. I don't know what any of that stuff was happening. So, but then I then I learned what the song was about. I was like, wow, okay. Yeah, we were young. We weren't supposed to know. <laughs> I mean, my dad had these records, and he had the police like playing one time. I, I was probably like nine years old. So yeah, about the, about the time he took me to see Platoon instead of RoboCop. So yeah, he, he was introducing me to all the bad stuff. <laughs> that's that yeah that'll work so okay what you think Todd I, you like the police no, I was gonna let Brandon go oh Brandon I, go I, ahead I man to say, like I, I I've known the police I don't know if I've ever listened to a full album um you know I definitely know the greatest hits for sure like I think I've heard that more than anything else but an album from beginning to end this might have been the first time um I don't I don't dislike Sting, but I also don't really love Sting. He's, he's right. fine. He's all right. I mean, he's got some good songs, but you know, I, I think I can only take his voice for so long sometimes. But uh, but it's not that he's a bad artist. I just I think I have to be in a mood to listen to him. Um, but definitely, I think I prefer him with the Police than I do any of his solo work. Like I'm more of a fan of him with the Police. Um, and, and definitely this album is really good. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that I finally had to listen to a full album by the police. Cause I don't know if I ever would have done that, you know, and, and I've never listened to those, you know, deep tracks, uh, because I just know the hits, you know, like Roxanne and, and songs like that. Yeah. Um, but, but overall, yeah, I, I thought the album was really good. Like, to me that it didn't feel like there was one track that was wasted. Like I thought all the tracks were pretty, were pretty good. Um, some were stellar and I, you know, I actually had a hard time trying to pick a, a track on there that I liked the most. 
Um, I kept going back and forth, but I ended up going with uh, Peanuts was my favorite. Um, okay. I really enjoyed it. I just I like the I like the rhythm. I like the voice. Right. Um, very kind of post punk, and uh, yeah, that was really good. Like I also liked Hole in My Heart a lot. It felt like a Beatles song to me. It almost like it very Beatles esque. Uh, but yeah. but definitely definitely Peanuts was my favorite, which surprised me. Um, but that was the one I kept going back to. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought it was a great album and I think a great choice. And and I, I'm glad, you know, this this show made me listen to something that I may never have gotten around to. Oh, that's awesome. You know, I, I, I would have thought, too, that you would have heard a lot of their stuff, but I'm glad that you haven't. So you were introduced to like their one of their older albums. And um, that's kind of what I like about this album, too. It is sort of off the beaten track, you know, or off the beaten path track. But they, uh, they, they definitely have like I think, like what you're saying, like all hits. And I kind of thought that you would like the song Peanuts. It's, it's <laughs> nice. kind of off a little bit, you know. Like I mean, you're a fan of Frank Zappa and stuff, but like yeah, Peanuts is definitely different. Um, and it's not my choice track off that album. But uh, Brian. like I like every song on there. But yeah, I, I, my life is awesome too. Yeah, I had a weird feeling that I'm like, I think I'm gonna be the only one that might like this one. <laughs> so. Nah, nah, you're good. I like Peanuts. I, you know, what? I'm I'm going through that album like when I was I was driving to it today actually, just because I just love it, you know, and I wanted to give myself a refresher. But um, I just I always listen to the Peanuts song in the beginning, and then I end up hitting the arrow. <laughs> I'm like, okay, next. I'm like, oh, I've heard that one. But yeah. But yeah, that's that's awesome, man. Um, yeah, it was a I'm great. That, yeah, thanks. I'm glad you got. I'm really glad that you got to hear it. Uh, you picked the you picked the winner, Damon. Already <laughs> chicken dinner, huh? Uh, yeah, just that's it. Just brings me back to being a kid, and that's you know, there's something about like the the police, the older police songs. Like it just yeah, it just it screams like my childhood, and um, yeah, so. No, it's all good. I definitely, for my taste, I like um, their, their, I think it was their third album, Zenyatta Mandata, um, a little, yeah, that's a little great. bit more just by a good flow of music by within itself. But yeah, this, this definitely kicked it off for everything, any and everything. So yeah, that was that was a good lick. Um, Taj, what do you think? So, uh, so I'm with Brandon. I never listened to a police album before, so this is my first venue i mean i knew their hits but you know I, I never listened to an actual album so this was different for me um for sure all the up until born in the 50s like i liked every song um my not uh, like opera mentions it's like next to you all in my life and i actually enjoy born in the 50s like that is a, I knew it. it's, a, it's an interesting <laughs> yeah. song i called it all right but but the, but the song I actually picked that I think I like most of all is I Can't Stand Losing You. But but I just have to – I mean, I, that is my choice track on the album. But I have to call it out for what it is, and it's a, a, a creepy stalker guy song in the vein of I Will Possess Your Hearts by Death Cab for Cutie or Creep, you know? It, it's one of those songs right. where it's like you, you like the song, but then you listen to the words and you're like, this guy is messed up. Like he needs to, he needs to, you know, find his own way in life. You know, <laughs> type of thing. It's kind of funny that I'm glad you said that because when I heard that song, I literally went to "I'll Be Watching You" and was like, "Hold on, is he like telling us what he's doing with himself?" <laughs> <laughs> every, every step you take. Everything you, I'll be watching you. Like, wait, hold on. Is he really a low key stalker? Like, he's been doing this all these years, and we've just been banging this music because of it. That's crazy. That was in the movie's Cat's Eye, I believe, like the Stephen King movie. I believe that. Was, I'll be watching uh, you. Was it not that song? I'll be watching you, or what? I think, yeah. <laughs> I'll be watching you. Seems like it could be like the theme song to Friday the Thirteenth. You know? <laughs> The cat's eyes is a horror. Michael movie. Myers like listens to it constantly. 
Yeah, no, they that's like they crazy, they bro. do play upon some like creepiness. I mean, uh, and that's that's I, I just think it's like it's kind of fun, funny, but then you're like, wow, where the hell are these guys? Where do their minds go? <laughs> right. Uh, I, I just want to know if the police was brought in for questioning when that song came out. <laughs> <laughs> like, who filed the restraining order? That's what I want to know. Right? <laughs> Is that why they called themselves the police? So they wouldn't actually get looked at. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, are you stalking me? No, we're the police. <laughs> we're going to hide in plain sight. <laughs> Well, like a lot of their songs are about like like I think he like Sting used to be a professor I believe, and I think that he had a lot of like students like like hitting on him, and I think what happened like his songs are actually about like students falling in love with the teacher. There's a couple that, that are talking about that. So <laughs> no. is the police? I meant to ask that. Is the police I mean, also I'm, don't I'm, stand I'm, next to me? Yes. Okay, don't that is so police to me. Yes. That is so the police as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's that's it. That is the song about "Don't Stand So Close to Me" because I'm your teacher and you're 16. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how much more creepy can you get, police? Come on. <laughs> that's why Steen went off on his solo career. Man, uh, do, you, do you really want this grade? Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to work for it. <laughs> And it, but it's like, I think it's the opposite of that though. Like it's like I think that it's it's kind of like there like there's an attraction there, but then it you know he's like I realize you're 16 and I'm like 50. That's messed up, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So the, the other thing I, I just want to circle back. I, if I had more time, I might have picked. Uh, a Sting song from the 90s for the previous choice tracks, but I didn't have enough time to decide whether that would have met the criteria since he went solo in the 80s, so <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, so that, that's, why, that's why we ended up with Eiffel 65. So. <laughs> hey, I'll take Eiffel 65 because we're not going to argue that one. We knew when they came out. So <laughs> that's not much of a trip. I can't, I can't blame you for that. What okay. I will say okay. Yeah, I, what I will say is, yeah, don't ever try to put them in the MCU again. <laughs> That's where I'm at with that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Outside right. of that, we're good. Good. No problems. Okay. So, um, any other thoughts on the police album? Because I got I got some homework to give out. <laughs> All right, what do you got? Right. Teach. So what I got is <laughs> a band's second album, and this is an album from the late nineties. Okay, mm. or not? I'm sorry, late eighties, late eighties. Mm. So I'm not. This might be our first eighties band that we covered. So, um, probably so not. The al- no. We just did the police. They were 90s. <laughs> and the third 80s man, totally. Were they 80s? Yeah. I, yeah. Thought yeah. That album, I thought that album came out in 78. <laughs> but, no. but the police was it's, an 80s band. That were an 80s quintessential band, yes. Yeah. Right, but the album we covered was 78. Yes. Right. right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but the Phillies album was 1980. Oh, that's true. The yeah. Phillies. I forgot about the Phillies. Sorry. That's all right. You, you, you beat me to the. You just right. got owned. I know. <laughs> By the anyway, nonetheless, don't let that discourage you from your choice. Yeah. No. All right. So I I picked this album. I had it as a kid on cassette tape. I think it might have. I'm not sure who it belonged to. It's just one of the ones that I could grab and listen to. So um, the album title is Different Light. The band is The Bangles. <laughs> now, this is the album that has... <laughs> I'm laughing now. I, I like The Bangles. I like The Bangles, but as soon as you said the album, I knew what it was. <laughs> You knew what it was. Picturing yeah. how it's grooving to the Bengals. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, so this is the album that does have Manic Monday and Walk Like an Egyptian. So nice. just just so you know. But yeah. But neither one of those are, are my, my choice track on the album. Like I already know which is my choice track on there. But yeah, so but that's the album I'm, I'm picking. So All right. <laughs> All right. So it so let me has anyone listened to a Bengals album before? Or I guess not an entire one? album, but Walk Like an Egyptian for sure. Manic okay. Monday, yeah, okay. yeah. I like Manic Monday because Prince actually wrote that. Oh, really? Yeah, he wrote it. He wrote the original. He gave it the score, and then uh, he gave it to them. So uh-huh. sold it to them for to come to release it, and it became a single. So it was like, okay, cool. So okay, well, cool, cool. All right, cool. All right. Well, this has been Choice Tracks. Um, please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. You can find this um, on our website, Choice Tracks, and then you can email us at choicetracks at gmail.com. Uh, we're on Facebook and Twitter. And it's time to sign off. I'm Taj. I'm Brandon. You're, you're muted is what you are. <laughs> I'm talking to myself. Oh, no. I have so much to say. <laughs> um, maybe it's better that you didn't hear me, though. Okay. So, yeah, I'm Damon. And I'm Dietrich. Um, I can't say it like you, Taj, but I'm going to try it anyway. So, um, we're picking up the needle, but y'all keep spinning those choice tracks. 